Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. How's everyone? <laughs> Desi, Don't they answer. They can't talk back, Desi. <laughs> it's horrible. I answered for them. No, it's great. We're going to have a show. Yay. <laughs> Great way to start the show. Absolutely. So I guess I have to talk. Yeah. Um, So this week, our main episode is Liz Renee. I'm really happy. Everyone seemed to like it um, based on our Instagram. Uh, We'll post more pics. Um, But yeah, it's always it's always happy when like an more unknown person People are enjoying that show for some reason because you're like, yes, I'm telling you, it's good. (laughs) So as we all know from that episode, Liz was kind of a star fucker. She wrote a lot of um, a lot about her conquest. I went through the book, um, My First 2000 Men, but it was just a little too overwhelming for me to go through it and find more stuff for the mini because it was like another 400 page book. So I decided that I would go onto the Internet to Reddit and I found a bunch of boards. Board, message boards or Reddit boards of other people who have fuck stars and what their experiences were like. So this is from this is from there's not a particular like subreddit. It was just like a Reddit board about, you know, have you guys ever fucked a celebrity type stuff? There's like tons of them. And we all know this is very credible information. Hey, it's very credible. I fact checked. <laughs> we had our team of fact checker fact checkers go in. Obviously we have no idea if these are true, but some of them are so why would you even lie? They're not even like that. Uh, famous. Well, no, there's some famous people, but they're not even like so over the top dunking on the guys right. or anything. Like it's just kind of, I, I tried to pick out ones that were just kind of funny in some ways. Yeah. So the first one, and this is, this is something, a person that I've actually heard very similar stories about from people that I know <gasps> because I've written, I actually wrote something on Starfuckers a few, uh, maybe a month or so ago. So I had some really good stories and this person was brought up. I might get into our friend Jenna. She had some other stories that I might hit on from her if I have time because she had some hilarious ones. I kind of like when they're like D-listers. Yeah. Like those are my favorite because you're like whatever, 19 and you're like, they were a guest star on like just some lame ass. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I have a friend who fucked Polly D. Oh, there was a lot of Jersey Shore um, on this board. I bet reality stars get like they they're just like trying to fuck a lot when they become famous. And I bet you that they're pretty easy to get. Yeah. Like in a way, because they're so used. They're not used to fame. Right. Uh, So like season one, I bet (laughs) you got to You got to go for them. Season one. (laughs) That's my theory. Uh, So this person, the first person I'm going to talk about is Leonardo DiCaprio, who have you heard awful stories about him? Not that he's like creepy or anything. Just that he's like very disengaged. Yes. So this was with Leo DiCaprio. Uh, she, this one said that she met another girl who had slept with him and they had the same story that he fucked them both with earbuds and shades on. <laughs> Look, if anyone's going to fuck me like that, it better be Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> she said that both of them came to a point where they thought he had fallen asleep and they tried to wake him up only for him to gesture with his hands to continue. <laughs> See, this is hot boy privilege because I would accept that. You would? From him. I wouldn't. I don't really like Leonardo. I don't find him hot at all. Like, right. he's not my... We're different generations in that way. We're not different generations, Rachel. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Look, yes, I, I like Burt Lancaster. <laughs> I just mean that I... <laughs> Look, I was like 13 years old at the height of his fame, okay? Right. So it's a 13-year-old so, crush. Yes. So for me, still River ha- Phoenix, who is way hotter than Leo. You know what? That might be true. That is true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'm just saying, like, I like when I was 13 years old, my expectations for sex were very low. Right. But as an adult, like, let's say you were single and he was on top of you with headphones on, you would be okay with that? You would just want it for the story, maybe? Of course. I mean, I might go to the room and see what happens. <laughs> but after hearing so many of these stories, I probably would have to see if it's true. I'd have to see for myself if he really does fuck like that. Okay. Now, in, in these threads, obviously, they could all be lies. But some of them are quite obvious lies. Like, people even are like, oh, come on. This is a story from some movie or whatever. Uh, but then every <laughs> once in a while, there's just a random comment. And this one was made me literally laugh out loud. <laughs> When I saw it, because all these sex stories, and then someone wrote, didn't hook up per se, <laughs> but Rachel Ray farted on me at the airport a few years ago. <laughs> first of all, that is, first of all, stop. First of all, that is absolutely somebody's fetish, 100%. <laughs> Oh, totally. <laughs> First of specifically Rachel Ray <laughs> farting on them is somebody's fetish. Evo. <laughs> it's E-V-O-O. Did she coin E-V-O-O? I think yes, she did. Yeah. She invented that, but that's ubiquitous now. Oh, totally. She fucking invented E-V-O-O. That's the first time I heard it. Me too. Um, I just, Wait, did you watch 30 Minute Meals? I have seen it, but it wasn't like a regular <laughs> viewing situation for me. Um, she didn't have like, she didn't appeal to me. She's a little too like chipper for me. Do you know what I mean? She was very chipper, but there was like a moment when she first became famous where she like did a photo shoot for like. Oh, I remember that. Maxim like a sexy. Yeah. Stuff. She was like, yeah, I remember that. She was like. Like all her, uh, the costumes were very sexy. The scenarios were very sexy. I mean, like in a cheesecake way. Yes. But the funniest part about it was that her face was so chipper. Yeah. Like she wasn't doing any bedroom eyes. She just had her Rachel Ray's big yes. grin on her face. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, I read that line and I literally laughed out loud. That's the, the best second story. I read it. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> It really was the best one. Also, I need to know how close proximity they were. To I know. It's like, I have questions for this guy. And no one asked any follow-up. I was like, how do you not? Like, <laughs> the thud was so old. I was like, I'm not going to be like, hey, it's five years later. What do you mean by fart? Like, did you smell it? Did you feel it? Like, <laughs> right. What? Where was it? Were you in line for the Pete's? Were you in line in security? That's like an ideal celebrity encounter. <laughs> In my opinion. Where they embarrass themselves in front yeah, of you. Yeah, you can say that someone farted on you, a celebrity farted on you. Ugh. It's just sort of like, yeah, I have a, you know, it's like, you think they're all that. <laughs> they actually farted on me. <laughs> Pretty rude, if you ask me. Um, this other one was a girl who met Fabio in a grocery store. She said that they chatted about protein powder and BCAAs. What's that, like some kind of health thing? I don't know, I have but no this idea. sounds not hot at all. It's not that hot. They go back to his place. Like, they literally start talking, and he invites her him her back to um, his house. She's like, he's a very good person with a kind heart, but they he's like the worst kisser. And then they just sat down on the bed, and she didn't really want to fuck him, so she, she just gave him a sad hand job. <laughs> That's like the worst experience. Ugh, first of all... <laughs> I could not understand for the life of me why people were into Fabio. It's one of the great mysteries of all time. I mean, like, because that was like the running thing when I was a kid growing up was like, oh, Fabio is like this sex god. He's so hot. Well, because he was on these romance book covers, but it's like those, no one reads those. Like, who are those for even? I bought some when I you was- You did? Well, <laughs> Do adult women read those? I mean, it I seems don't know, like but I bought I've I've bought them before. I bought one before for like a prank, right? But I and that's when I was like in middle school. But I did like to stare at the covers in the grocery store. Yeah, I mean they're sort of sexy-ish. If you're a kid, I mean, and I think it's like a very aunt thing, like a horny housewife, but. Right? Like romance. Romance novels. It's like romance. I've never even read them. I don't know how, how sexual they get, but I'm guessing it's very um, tame, like they the probably, language. They probably say bosom. And it's like probably very making love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because these women are like, we're in a bad marriage. 
we want someone to really want us. <laughs> so I'm sure it's a lot about, I'm sure it has like a lot of focus on making a woman feel like and, wanted. And right? like it always takes place on like a pirate ship. They're always pirates because everything I remember about Fabio is he had a white shirt on that was puffy and open at the chest. Yes. Or possibly laced, but the laces were bulging. The laces were always like undone. And then there was always a girl. That's why they call them bodice rippers. Right. Because there was always a girl on the cover with the big skirts. Yes, they and- were always like, Fan, like some sort of fantasy location. Like it wasn't modern times necessarily. Uh, the other famous thing about Fabio, of course, is that he got hit in the face with a seagull on a roller coaster. That's literally his best work. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, this is another one line thing, but it has such a dramatic twist to ending. And once again, n- no one asked the questions that I wanted to have, or one person asked it. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. My mom gave a blowjob to one of the guys from the rap group Bone Thugs Harmony and the guy from the old Six Flags commercials. <laughs> no, Rachel, Wait a minute. Is that the old guy who's dancing yes. with the glasses? Yes. I know he was like a younger guy in real life, obviously. Did she give him the hand job while he was in blow the costume? Blowjob? Did she give him the blowjob while he was in the costume? I... And don't I, know. And I also need to know which member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Absolutely. Was it Crazy Bone? <laughs> Was it Busy Bone? But that's quite a, um, she's running the gamut there of famous guys to blow, right? Is- <laughs> <laughs> They're not even in the same category. Not, not at all. This is just 90s nostalgia yeah. sex moves. Now, this one also made me laugh just because of who was... The, the celebrity in it. This woman met Afro Man at Jimmy John's. Yes. And I think Jimmy John's is like a sandwich shop. Yeah. It's like maybe an East Coast sandwich shop. So she said that they had just played at a bar. This is near uh, Virginia Tech in Virginia. She was at Jimmy John's at 2 a.m. with her girlfriends getting some late night food. Um, they were in line for their sandwiches and, and Afro Man and his boys walked right in behind uh, them. She said, I recognized him right away. And I said, hey, you're Afro man. <laughs> There's something about having a celebrity experience where you literally just tell them who they are because you're so dumb. Like, I've seen it happen. Uh, not to me because I'm not dumb. Uh, <laughs> he was obviously very drunk and probably high just based on his songs. <laughs> and then he, she said that he tried to side hug her and like get up with her and saying, hey, baby. And she's like, no. And she like... She just was like, no, I don't want to right now or something. She like blew him off or something. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, they were nice though. Uh, This guy had a a funny little one-liner. He said, I don't know if this counts, but one time John Bonham put put me in a girl's vagina. I'm a fish. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) He tried. He He tried. tried. Um, So this guy said that he was close to a girl who let uh, little Wayne eat her out. He's, he said the girl said that he took her to the mall to buy a hot dog and then they went into the car and little Wayne ate her out in the car. In the car? Yeah. How did he do that? Did they have a big car? I wonder if he like put her in the back seat and then he went out the door and leaned in. How tall is he? Little Wayne, I think he's small. Like maybe he's like <laughs> five, six or five, seven. I, this seems very uncomfortable. Where were they at a mall? I like that he bought her a hot dog first. Oh, and that's cute. <laughs> that's a nice gesture. Look, I mean, he he got her a hot dog and then ate her out. That's a date. <laughs> that's a that's better than like fifty percent of the dates I've had. This is, sounds like your this sounds like your date with Steve Hernandez. Oh, this is literally your date with Steve Hernandez. Wow. Does he even listen to our show? Uh, no, but we can text him this link. We could text him this clip. We'll what text you him, saying that a sound well, clip. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was the exact? You guys were going to go to a motel hypothetically. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that this actually happened. Oh, I'm he sa- said something like it was like a COVID. Wasn't it like a quarantine? Like we'll get tested. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was, like, it we'll was get, absurd. It was like, we'll get tested so we can fuck and we'll meet at a motel and eat Dodger dogs. Um, yes. We'll order Dodger dogs. That is, see, that's very close to Steve Hernandez date. I bet you Steve has bought a girl a hot dog and eaten her out in the car. This is what I need to know, yeah. Steve, if you're listening. Okay. Have, have you ever bought a girl a hot dog and then <laughs> ate her out in the car? <laughs> I bet you have.
Now, Rachel, do you know the baseball player, Pat Burrell? Yeah. Former Philly. So this one, this woman claimed that she had sex with Pat Burrell while he still was the Phil- was with the Phillies. And reportedly he shouted during sex the whole time. How does it feel to get fucked by Pat Burrell? <laughs> funniest story that's i feel like that's happened to me before like not with a famous person but like just a guy like saying something like you like it or something like that like about him his skills where i'm just like uh calm down like i I never ever ever want to hear you refer to yourself in the third person while we're fucking oh my god paparazzi especially if you're paparazzi that's not even a hot name It's so not hot at all, but it's also incredible. It's so funny. Uh, so this this is a weird story. This is a person whose friend was a uh, male stripper for a while. And at one point, Dolph Lundgren and his wife, who at the time, I guess, came in and they like they were like, hey, do you want to like have a three-way with us? So this guy was kind of like, that was like his side hustle. Like he would have, he would like get jobs from his uh, stripping gig. I guess, I think male strippers probably, um, do you think they earn as much as female strippers? I don't know. I'm curious. Do we have any male stripper listeners? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I mean, there's not as many venues, so I bet you, like, I, I have no idea. I've, although they could make a ton at, like, these bachelorette party, whatever, stuff like that. Have I'm just ever, curious. Have you ever uh, seen, like, a show? A male? No, I oh, But have you had a stripper at a bachelorette party? I don't think so. I don't think I've even gone to a bachelorette party. Oh. Uh, to be honest. Have I? I don't think so. No one's inviting Desi to their wedding. Uh, that's because I don't want to. They, they know I'll be the one who stands up with an objection <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a red flag. <laughs> Something only I hate. <laughs> you would also, in the middle of it, you'd be like, excuse me, is there going to be food after yeah. this? Uh, are we passing hors d'oeuvres during the ceremony? Because I feel like lightheaded. <laughs> so they go back to whatever, this guy's place. Um, and the, Dolph is like, he wants to watch his wife get fucked. Oh. So this guy's fucking his wife, uh, doggy style. Uh, they want her him to come inside her with a condom, of course. And then at the end, Dolph said, gave like a sign to stop. And after the guy came, and then Dolph came and came on his wife's back while the guy was still inside her. <laughs> oh, so it was Dolph's come and not the guy's No, the come. guy came inside her, but Dolph said, stay there while oh. after he had come. And then he came on his wife's back because he was she was being done doggy style. Uh so that's that's kind of hot. That's a hot move. Yeah, I like this Dolph Lundgren. Um so here's our, one of our first John Mayer stories. Now John Mayer is pretty open about his sexual kinks. I think he's like a um he's famously like a lover of jerking off. He like, famously thinks we all want to know about what he does in bed. This is an amazing uh, story. I like this woman in it. So this was this person who wrote in. It's his her um, his sister in law was invited by John Mayer back to his hotel room, and she said no. His response to being turned down. Uh, by her was he's like yeah I get it a lot of girls say no to me actually it's a much better story for for someone to say I turned down John Mayer than I slept with John Mayer (laughs) isn't that like an amazing like circular logic where you make it like yeah of course you're doing that just to be cooler not because you don't want me (laughs) that is psychotic isn't that psychotic would you have sex with John Mayer no there's honestly I hate to say it, like I would hang out with a celebrity to get a story, but there's very few I would be interested in fucking. I saw John Mayer at a party one time 
And there was like two women who were like comedy actresses. Um, and I actually lost a lot of respect for them because they were like uh, giggling like little schoolgirls around him. <laughs> I really did. I was like, oh, like it was just like kind of like weird because I don't find him that hot at all. Yeah. And I don't even like his music. Like no. I just like he seems really he seems like a basic trying to be like weird to me. Like he's, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't care what you are. Just like, there's something inauthentic about him to me. I mean, I just feel like we already know what his cum face looks like from watching him play. Like every blues guitar player. It's like, you can't fuck those guys. (laughs) Those faces. The white guys. Yeah. The white boy blues. Yes. Blues guitar players. No, his face is playing. It's just awful. Um, so this one is a Justin Bieber story. Now these people all, by the way, most of these people will say they sign NDAs before they fuck these guys or even go up to their room. So why are they spilling it on Reddit? Well, people said that in the Reddit thread. (laughs) And then other people were like, oh, you narc, like who cares if you break an NDA? I guess it's anonymous. Yeah. Like who's going to sue you? I, if I signed an NDA, I'd still tell everybody. Really? I wouldn't. I wouldn't like sell it to TMZ. Desi, don't like, I say that out loud. What if we have to sign an NDA for TV? I'm or talking something? about like for sex. Oh, so okay. not for like professional things. <laughs> but like if some if I fuck Steve Buscemi and he's like, you have to sign this NDA. I'm still telling all my friends <laughs> I fuck Steve Buscemi. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, come on. You can only do so. You can only trap this woman so far. <laughs> I feel like, to be fair, Steve Buscemi would never make a woman sign an NDA. Oh, no. Absolutely not. And in fact, I'd be suspicious because I'd be like, what don't you want me to tell? That you're really bad at sex? Right. And what are you about to do? Yeah. What are we about to get into? I mean, I would probably not sign an NDA. It would probably... It would take a lot. Like... I'd be like, eh, like, I don't know. It, it would be weird for me. It takes the hotness out of sex. Absolutely. It really takes the spontaneity out of it. Like, do they have to sign the NDA before they have sex? Yeah. Most of the people I saw in this thread were signing these things before they even went up to the room. Because I think the once the room happens, you're having sex. Like, it's pretty much... It, it just takes all the spontaneity yeah, out of it. Yeah, it's really weird. So this, people say that multiple girls would be brought up to his hotel room um, they would all sign these contracts. Um, they also would have their cell phones taken away once they entered the hotel room. That's kind of scary, too. For Justin Bieber? Yes. And then he referred to himself as JB. Uh, and once they were up there, all he did was smoke a ton of weed and sit around and make everyone watch him play guitar and sing. I believe that. <laughs> I 100% believe that. Don't you 100% that. believe that? Now, this woman uh, said his friend slept with Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas, and she wouldn't shut up about it for months. She kept um, bragging about it to all her friends. Her friends were like, "Oh, who cares? You shut the fuck up about it already." And then an interview came out in Rolling Stone where they talked about him. Uh, this would this had happened at the Sundance Film Festival where she fucked him. And in the interview, Will I Am said, or the interviewer said, "I heard you were at Sundance Film Festival this year. What did you guys do while you were there?" And he said, "Bought several boxes of." Uh, boxes of condoms and used every single one and then she stopped bragging (laughs) it put her in her place because she realized that she was one of like whatever multiple women yeah i mean how did you not know that to begin with uh but whatever here's another funny just a few lines he said a this guy said a girl he knew fucked lmfao both of them their uncle and nephew (laughs) No, they're not. I thought they were brothers. That's what, this is what he said. They're not uncle and nephew. I thought they're they were brothers. Like brothers. I have no idea. But their uncle is someone famous. Oh, okay. So they're brothers or in the music industry. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But I wasn't really sure if they were brothers or what they were. They're related. Either way, they're re- they're relatives. She, and this woman woke up the next morning, and they were gone. But they had paid for her breakfast and left her a free T-shirt. <laughs> Kind of that is that is kind of a rad move. That is so. That, you know what? I expect nothing less from LMFAO. You want some swag? They probably had tons of swag they couldn't get rid of. They're just Dude, like I. That is exactly how I would have expected that to go down. I mean, what a they had such massive hits and now are just gone. They had like two hits. They had two in, huge hits in 2011 or whatever. And then they were gone. But I think that was their game plan. They were like, we were never serious musicians. No. We just wanted to like release party And they were rock. like, they were like, they were like early versions of like TikTok songs. Because those songs were like parodied, like 
they were internet famous. Like they were hits obviously outside of it, but they were also like on the internet. Everyone was like parodying them and like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it was novelty music. Yeah, absolutely. So this woman had a friend who uh, went to see Wu-Tang at, this is in 2010. So I guess it's like some other, you know, not the original lineup, obviously. So she ditches her friend to go hang out with Wu-Tang. At some point, she's like, I'm hooking up with someone in Wu-Tang. I'll call you tomorrow. The next day, she calls her friend and says she got dicked down by one of the members of Wu-Tang. Then she asks him, which is the one who's the white guy in Wu-Tang? And he's like, uh... (laughs) (laughs) So she thought she got dicked down by Wu-Tang, but it was just some white guy who was there pretending to be... Oh, my God. What an idiot. Oh, my God. That's incredible. So here's another um, person who had a friend he knew who went to a concert. She gave a blowjob to a roadie named Whale. And the reason she did it was to get onto a band's bus. This is in 2003, Rachel. The band was Poison. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. This is so sad. Can you imagine? Oh. Oh, my God. It's sad enough to fuck Poison in 2003, but to fuck a roadie to get to Poison in 2003 is next level. It's all sad, but it's like, at least you got to go for Bret Michaels. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if you're going to sadly fuck Poison, you got to get Bret. That's the only... Yeah, and who did she end up getting? We don't even know. No, we don't. She, She got whale. (laughs) Uh, So this person had a co-worker who was obsessed with fucking Tommy Lee after she saw the Pam and Tommy Lee sex video. She's like, I want to screw that guy. I mean, we all know why. So she used to go to Rainbow Room every night to see if she could run into Tommy Lee. And eventually he shows up. She goes directly up to him and says, I want to fuck the shit out of you. And he just laughs. (laughs) Then eventually... He like invites a group of people back to his place to party, and uh, he told her that he'd only fuck her if she blew some other guys first. She refused, and then he fucked her anyway. <laughs> she said it was a great experience, and she had a lot of fun. He offered to pay her $500 to get a Motley Crue tattoo, but she's, she told him to fuck off because she wasn't a huge fan of the band. <laughs> woman she's a hero wait i love this woman i fucking love her too when i read that i was like yes this is the best twist ending she's like i don't like the band i just wanted to fuck you (laughs) i'm a fan of the sex tape uh so here's another funny one so this person fucked russell crowe when they they got like pissed drunk at something and he started while they were fucking like so they're fucking while they're fucking wasted he started spanking his own ass and shouting (laughs) come on russell (laughs) as he was about to come (laughs) she said she wondered if it was just because he was drunk but when they had (laughs) sex again he did the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i mean (laughs) first of all there is something so funny about spanking your own ass Especially if you're trying to get your cum out. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like it would work. <laughs> but I can see why you might think it when you're what? drunk. <laughs> Come on, Russell. Come on, Russell. One more time. <laughs> I love that story. Um, so um, this one is a woman who fucked Ice Cube. She had always wanted to fuck Ice Cube. And she said the experience was really bad because he was very out of shape and breathing really heavily the whole time. Like, he was like... <laughs> Was he going, are we there yet? <laughs> no, he wasn't. That's the thing. That's just the story. She was like, she, he offered her tickets to the show the next night, but she just went out to eat with some friends instead. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine wanting to fuck a celebrity and he's so out of shape that when he's fucking you, he's like, oh, I can't catch my breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So another thing that happened with John Mayer, this woman wanted to sleep with John Mayer. She went to a concert of his, um, I think it was for Virginia Tech, like a fundraiser. And she went back with him, but he just had her lie on the bed and then jacked off on her and then he left. (laughs) That's depressing. I think you should have to tell someone that's all you're going to do before they come back. I agree. Because I I would be like, eh, like I don't need to get jerked off on. Right. Not today. (laughs) That's something you do with someone you're like in a relationship with. Right. Like that's not a one night stand for me. That just sounds really bad. This one's pretty funny. This guy took his girlfriend to go see Joan Jett. 
he got backstage passes um, to the show because he, he knew his girlfriend was a big fan. Uh, they went to the show. They go backstage. They're partying, having fun. Joan Jett steals his girlfriend right in front of him and took her home that night. And then they broke him and the girl broke up. <laughs> Joan Jett dated for a bit after that. That's awesome. Dude, can you imagine? What if Joan Jett stole your girlfriend? I would think that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Don't I mean, you think? Yeah, obviously you're dating a cool If chick. you're going to have your girlfriend stolen, it's got to be with it's got to be from Joan Jett. Also, what was his deal? I uh, I think Maybe he, maybe it was the breaking point for her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I he mean, seemed like a fine guy. He wasn't really mad about it, but it was kind of like, oh, that, that was a bad date. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, look, it was very nice of him to get her the backstage passes. Yes. He sounds thoughtful. He, you know, he tried. So the last story I have is another John Mayer one. And this one's very funny. So this girl was obsessed with fucking musicians in general. She went to um, go to a John Mayer show when he was in town after his show, um, he he like she made her way backstage and got invited to hang out with John. So she's pretty excited because this is like the first step in fucking a musician, right? So they're partying. It's pretty uneventful. At some point during their like hangout, John started to make out fairly heavily with her. This eventually led, in the heat of the moment, John leaning into her ear and whispering, "Let me see your fucking butthole." <laughs> Not even pussy. Let me see your fucking butthole. <laughs> Can you imagine a guy saying that to you? Dude, if anyone said that to me, anyone, I would immediately burst out laughing. There's no way you cannot. Butthole is a funny word. It yeah. is not a sexy word. No. I'm sorry. You could do things with your butthole that are very sexy and whatever, but the word butthole <laughs> is just not sexy. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Especially if it's someone saying that to you who you are just hooking up with for the first time. Uh, it's just like, what was he un- thinking? It's unbelievably funny to me that he would think that that was sexy. Uh, he, he must have gotten away with it. He obviously is the type of guy who just believes he can get away with any with anything. And he probably can get away with a lot and girls will still sleep with him. Yeah. I mean... I just thought that was so funny, like to think of him whispering that Dude. and like doing it so seriously with a whisper, like a sexy whisper. Butthole. Your fucking butthole. <laughs> Let me see your fucking butthole. <laughs> Can you imagine? There's no way I wouldn't laugh. He'd be I'd be laughing. Rachel, uh, do we want to read that listener email we got? Yes, I want to read it. Okay. Okay. Pull it up. We got what I think is one of the greatest emails that I've ever received in my life. I'm not even just talking Hollywood crime. She texted me when it came in. I texted Desi like 10 minutes after it came in. I just happened to be checking our email and I was like, Desi, we got the most important email we've ever gotten in our Hollywood crime scene career. Hold on. I'm stalling because I need to find it. Okay. I just found it. This is from anonymous, but she is a sex worker or she did do sex work, excuse me, she did do sex work, and she is responding to my pleas for sex workers or former sex workers to please write in if they had any clients who had a Disney fetish. Yeah. And boy, (laughs) this guy have a Disney fetish. In college, I did sex work, and I had a story that I thought I'd share with you after listening to this week's mini-sode. As for your Disney question, yes, it's not unheard of for guys to ask for you to dress up as Disney princesses or, or other cartoon or video game characters. The story that came to mind was way back when I was just starting out, doing mostly cam work, and had developed a nice collection of regular weirdos. This was over 10 years ago, and I was a clueless teenager who would have taken candy from a man in a van, so I made the stupid choice to open a P.O. box so I could get even more gifts. In my defense, I never went alone, and every time I went to check it, I would take my then-boyfriend with me, just in case one of these weirdos was waiting to grab me. We would both put on wigs and would borrow my stepbrother's car to go and pick up the goods. I'll never forget the day that I got the Disney box. I had just done a show where I dressed up in a slutty Snow White costume. It wasn't anything special, just one of those cheap off-brand ones from the spirit store. I spent the whole time putting a baby crab apple up my (laughs) pussy, and the guys fucking loved it. 
One guy in particular took it upon himself to send me some extra goodies as a result. Inside one box was what appeared to be a mostly empty but sealed Ziploc bag. The rest of the box was insane. It had sheets of Disney stickers, Disney party hats, and paper plates, cups, streamers, basically anything that you would need to throw a three-year-old at Disney-themed party. Inside the box, typed out in totally and on a totally boring plain piece of paper was a letter thanking me for all the hard work I had done. He had sent me all the party pieces with the request that I throw myself a tea party where I would open the bag and sniff it like it was a special party treat. Inside the bag was supposedly a fart that he had <laughs> was a fart that he had trapped in there. Needless to say, I ended up holding the tea party but used a different Ziploc bag instead. Genius. <laughs> I like to think that he's listening to this episode and he's like, hey, I thought she really liked my fart. <laughs> A different bag instead. I made extra sure to loudly sniff around inside the bag while rubbing my face and titties back and forth in it while saying all sorts of dumb shit like, ooh, why is it so stinky? And oh no, I hate this stinky baggie, but it won't leave me alone. And the piece de resistance, can I fit this stinky baggie in my pussy? <laughs> Who hasn't said that? <laughs> Needless to say, the guy was extra happy and gave a big tip to my account. Uh, yeah. Best story. Oh, my God. First of all. I would love to see that guy putting the fart in the bag. <laughs> like, I honestly, when I read that, that was, that was my obsession. I was like, how did he zip it so fast? <laughs> I was, like, obsessed with it. Like, right, not a jar. I feel like a jar maybe would be easier to trap it in there. But how would you close the lid fast enough? Oh, okay. I feel like if you got the um, Ziploc, like just like an inch was open and you put your butthole <laughs> right to the little opening and then you quickly Ziploc, like remember right. yellow and blue make green? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the Ziploc. Yeah. Like you have to only open up a small amount and then you fart inside and then quickly zip up the right. last inch. So but you have escape. to really get your butthole right like in the hole. Maybe you need a helper. I mean, yeah. Or you're very flexible. That was like my obsession. I was like, how did he get the fart in the Ziploc? And was the Ziploc, like, did it look like it had air in it or was it flat? No, it looked like it had air in it. Uh Okay. Now here's a new prompt. If you have ever farted into a Ziploc bag and sent it to a sex worker, please don't ever contact me. (laughs) I was going to say, this is going to be a hell week. (laughs) It's just going to be guys who want to talk to us about their farts. We're going to like follow along and we'll be like, wait a minute. Do you actually want to talk about a story for the show or you're just trying to get me to listen to your fart? They're going to be like, well, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Why do guys always do that? I'm like, you didn't listen to the prompt at all. No, they just want to, they're like looking for any excuse to talk. Yeah. Just don't, don't look for excuses. (laughs) Round of applause for all the sex workers out there. Yeah. I mean, you guys are the best. Yeah, that was an incredible story. I love that story. So, any racks? You're still yeah. doing the same, or? Uh, well, yeah, I'm still watching the same, but I've been listening to a new podcast, new for me, I guess. I've been listening to Phoebe Reads a Mystery, which is a podcast hosted by Phoebe Judge of oh. Criminal Fame. Phoebe Judge is famous for having probably the most soothing podcast voice. Yes. It's the antithesis of my podcast voice. <laughs> it's very soothing. Yes. Uh, she's so like very low, like there's not a lot of ups and downs. It's just soothing. Yeah. It feels like a crisp linen sheet. Wow. It's soothing. Yeah. I mean, not that that's soothing. It's just like, it's very crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Phoebe reads a mystery. That's the name of the show. It's not criminal. It's just her reading different mysteries. So it's like, you know, a book on tape. So uh, she has like Ag- Ag- Agatha Christie. Oh. Uh, right now I'm listening to Dracula. Oh. And really so she reads the whole it. book? She reads the whole book. Oh my God. She reads a chapter a week. So each episode is a different chapter. I see. But I, the, she'd already recorded all of Dracula, so I'm just binging right. Dracula right now. I'm almost done the book, and I just started a couple days ago. I'm, it's a uh-huh. good book. Yeah. I had never read the book. Oh, you hadn't? I have. I mean, I'd seen the movie 
the 1993 movie like a yeah. million times because it's one of my favorite movies. I like it too. I just love, I'm just like a big Dracula stan in general. Well, especially the book and like the movie is more book oriented. The movie is very close to the book. Yeah. So that sort of elevated it for me because I was like, oh, because I had only known like obviously whatever the old school Dracula movie. No, but I like the original story. Yeah, the original story is really, it's interesting. It's There's very, like a real mystery there. And absolutely. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, the book is good. I'm enjoying it. And it's also just very soothing because it has nothing to do with anything that's happening outside of just this book listening to it. Is she, what else, uh, what other books has she done so far? Like I said, there's an Agatha Christie one. I forget the name of it. Um, there's a few of them. Let's okay. see. Oh, The Hounds of Baskervilles. Oh, so she's doing like old school kind of gothic horror. It's called Phoebe Reads a Mystery. Okay. That's the name of the show. So yeah, old school. Oh, she did Jane Eyre. Oh. So if you, if if there's a classic novel that you never got around to reading that you maybe feel like you don't have time to get around to reading, this is a good opportunity. Yeah. Listen to us doing press for Phoebe Judge. (laughs) Like she needs it. I do love her, though. I think she's great. No, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so I've been listening to that. And like I said, I was telling Desi, like, you got to start watching Criminal Minds because I need someone to laugh laugh about it with. <laughs> it's so over the top. Oh, I did start watching The Vow. Did you start watching that? No. I'm. You know what? I'm Nixiumed out. You are? Yeah. It's pretty good. Even though I felt the same way because I didn't watch it till just like two days ago. I, I guess like, there's uh, probably new info. I just like watching the footage. Like they have very old footage. So that's what I'm more interested in. Like footage of this cult? Yes. When it was happening. Wow. So that to me, they have a ton of footage because I guess it's so modern. Right. Everything was just taped. So that to me is interesting. And I researched the case when we did the episode. Right. So I definitely felt the same way as you, but watching it is very interesting to see when it was almost like a TED Talk type stuff. Yeah. Like it really started off as like a TED Talk type thing that you could move up. And then it got more elements of culty, but it's all this footage. Like, wow. You will see like Allison Mack meeting him for the first time. Like, they have that like on camera when I, it happens. I mean, I guess I should watch it because everyone is talking about it. I get it though, because I definitely felt the same way. But the fact that it's all this footage I had never seen and I didn't really super follow the trial just because I think a lot of it was during quarantine and I just was not paying attention or yeah. I don't remember why I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if you're interested in that case, it is kind of interesting to see this, like it's very Scientology. Like it's just like so familiar. you kind of know what, what's going to happen obviously, but it's like those early days of any cult are always really fascinating to me. Cause it's yeah. like, everyone's so happy and they're like, this has like changed my life. <laughs> Like, and these are people who all are acting like this is some business seminar. Right. Like, it's chilling. Yeah. So it's interesting. And there's like interviews with him, and he's always lurking around in this footage, this old footage, which is not that old, but like, you'll see his his like fucking long ass hair with the little glasses in the background. You're just kind of like, oh, there he is. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, it's creepy. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's worth it even if you feel like you're nexiumed out. Right. But I definitely get feeling that way. Um, I'm only, I've only watched like the first one and a half. I think there's four. But I do agree with you. I am also really fascinated by uh, just like stories and footage and telling the stories about the early days of cults. Yes. Like when everything seems like, oh, this is a great idea. I mean, hearing the horrible stuff is obvious. It's just awful right. to hear. But to see the, the pre-days when you know what's coming it's and chilling. how chilling it is to watch these people who are really, they believe in it. And these are like, like with any cult, these are people who are just normal people. They're not like any dumber or whatever than you and I. Uh, I mean, the thing that I, I, I always think when I'm watching these, it's like, thank God, like, I don't have that, like, self-help thing that a lot of people have, you know, and it's good for you in a lot of cases. So I feel like that would be like, ah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, but so many people want and like that kind of stuff, like these seminars where... Um, well, they manipulate people. They manipulate people, but it helps to have, I think, 
like I bet you like a lot of that happened in the seventies and that's when that stuff was being really beginning to be really popular, like finding who you are and taking like est or whatever, like all of those kind of hippie things back in the seventies. And now there's a lot of that self-help and improvement stuff that it's readily available. So it's like perfect to get people in, I think. Well, yeah, it's taking advantage of people who are maybe in a low point in their life. Oh, totally. And genuinely want help and deserve to get help or find themselves in whatever way, whether it's spiritual or yeah. some emotional they way. They want some kind of thing to have like a purpose in their life. And there are plenty of good outlets for that. Absolutely. That are healthy and good. But then these cult leaders or cult members prey on these vulnerable people. Well, the interesting thing too is this at this this one also at some point they make this decision to really go after celebrities or actresses or if, like in like entertainment people. It's a very Scientology move. Yes, because it's about clout. Because if yes. a celebrity's tied to it, it must be good. Yeah. So that was definitely this. I think that's where it starts getting more sinister in a way. Like yeah, because it starts to become about something else, and also just the way they think of him as this genius. It's just so, it's fascinating to me to see it. And I had never seen a lot of this material. So if you like seeing it rather than reading about it, like you might know these things, but just see that, see them talking. And a lot of them are, are very open about their experience, which is always interesting too, because it can be humiliating. Of like course. they feel so awful about what happened. So they have some of the main people talking that I thought was pretty interesting to hear them be really open and honest about how it went down and, you know, how they felt like they, they always put those people in charge where it's like, we're moving up. Like, you know, they have this system where you get to move up. And then they had this whole thing that we all talked about on the show that we did where they had this women's group. So they would have all these separate groups where like everybody could feel like, and this is for my type of person. <laughs> like I'm a woman or like, you know what I mean? Like, ugh, it's just so awful. But yeah, so I haven't gotten to the horrible stuff yet. Maybe that will be harder. Yeah. But this part is so interesting, but sad. It's a series. I think it's. I think it might be four. It gets like a mini series. Okay, so I and think it's all, all four the episodes part. are out. I think so. There's four out right now. I haven't finished watching them, so I don't know if the four is the end. But I think it probably is because that would be that's like four hours. They're only an hour each. HBO. HBO. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. I mean, I watched it in between other things. I'm watching. <laughs> what else are you watching? Uh, still watching Billions. I can't quit it. Yeah. I really like I like Billions. I will say I like Billions. I'm excited to watch it's it. It's very soap opera-y. It's set in the world of finance, but don't let that turn you off because it's really not the show. Like right. It's just in that world. It's the backdrop. It's the backdrop. And um, what else did I watch? Oh, I got the Criterion channel. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Fancy Desi. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't dug into that, but they have some Errol Morris documentaries. So I'm excited to rewatch those because I love Gates of Heaven. It's just like one of the best and they have Grey Gardens and they also have a sequel to Grey Gardens that I never saw. It's like, um, I think it's like a few years later. Yeah. I, I never saw it. So I want to watch that. And then there's like a ton of movies that I probably won't watch. because <laughs> a lot of foreign films. I just don't have the ban- the bandwidth for that right now to read and watch a movie. I don't wow, think so. <laughs> And how do you how do you run your phone? No, I'm just kidding. I did watch a really bad David Cronenberg movie though. Which one? The Brood. You didn't like The Brood? Uh, I liked parts of The Brood, but that's a very boring like movie until like the last 15 minutes. I mean, to say I didn't like it, I had high hopes for it. So the fact that it was like uh, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely it has like tra- the tra- it has things that I should like. There's like a little girl in a prairie dress. Who's like one of the leads that has like evil things? Well, we need to get. I need to know James Fritz's opinion about the brood. That's what I really I like, want to know. Um, I like Oliver Reed. I love him. Right. I like David Cronenberg. Uh, What's your favorite David Cronenberg? Honestly, I was thinking about that after this. Um, and I, I mean, I like a lot of the horror movie, like the horror ones, like Dead Ringers. But I actually really liked the History of Violence. Did you see that one? I did not. It's really good, uh, but it's a little bit, I mean, it's like definitely a gentler David Cronenberg movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as crazy. I mean, it's still pretty, obviously it's still him, but I like that one and Viggo Mortensen is the, the star of it and he's really good in it. I don't know. I love Dead Ringers. I like The Fly. I, I don't know. I like, um, what's your favorite? The Fly. Oh yeah. I mean, I like 
I mean, he's obviously that's his genre, like yeah. that weird body body horror. kind of stuff, body horror, horror yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the brood's fine. It's only an hour and thirty minutes, um, and there's like I said, there's elements I like, but it just maybe it was my mood. It just didn't grab me in, even though I should have loved it. Right? I don't know. Sometimes it happens. But it's definitely worth watching, and the last 15 minutes are fucking insane. Well, don't spoil it for the audience. <laughs> I won't spoil it for you, but just w- wait it out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> An hour, hour 15 to go. Any Anything else? Nope, that's it. What'd you eat? Uh, oh, my God. I ordered so much food this week, like delivery. Yeah. I don't normally do that, but I think we ordered a few times. We did. We had hot chicken. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. We had hot chicken. I kind of fell off the wagon. I think this week was really hard, and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. You know what? You deserve it. <laughs> you try to be good, but I do feel like, oh, I need some vegetables Desi, probably. you were good. <laughs> you were good because you took care of yourself emotionally. <laughs> That's true. Uh, did you eat anything? I mean, I was with you. I well, do want to make Rosh Hashanah stuff. Well, I did bake a challah this week. I baked two challahs. The first one, I didn't like how it turned out. I'm not a bread maker. I'm really not. A, I'm, I like, I'm a pastry baker, but I'm not a bread baker, but I'm trying to become a bread baker. I would like to learn how to make good bread. It really, it just takes a lot of practice, I think, to get the feeling of like, oh, this is, this dough has been kneaded enough. This feels like bread dough now. Right. You know what I mean? And like, just... I don't know. It's, it's definitely something you have to do a bunch. Yeah. So I've only baked bread three times in my life. So this third challah that I made, this challah that I that you had some of, that was only the third kind of bread I'd right. ever made. And I think it, it turned out fine. It just needed more salt. All homemade bread is going to be pretty good. Unless you majorly fuck it up. Thanks, Desi. I, I was really proud of myself for doing a pretty good job. I mean, but challah is also different because it's an enriched bread. Yes. So and it probably tasted even better fresh than when I had it, which was like the next day. Because yeah. bread just tastes the best the first day. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but I have a really good bread recipe I'll give you that's like, you can't fail. Yeah. And maybe it'll be a good tester for you. I would like... Because you have a cast iron, um, like a Le Creuset or something? I do have a Le Creuset. Okay, so that's all you need for it. Could so, I do it in my La Crusade braising pan? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll look at it's it like after the, this. It's like the round braising pan. Yeah. Okay. I cook it in my La Crusade. That's like an oval. Yeah. it's a, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the challah that I made, it was really good French toast at midnight one night. Oh. Because like yeah. when it was like a day or two old, I made French toast That's with it. That's the best French toast bread. It is the best French toast bread. It's so good. It soaks up everything. It's yeah. fucking delicious. So yeah, I had that. And then for since tonight is Rosh Hashanah, I made an apple crisp. Yeah. To eat with Desi after we hit stop on this. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because I don't like apple cake that much. I'll eat no. it. But I do like apple crisp. Me too. Yeah. That's good. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.